Broadcasting live from the Wellness Wonderland, you're listening to the Wellness Wonderland Radio. I'm Katie, and each week I chat with the most inspirational people on the planet on how to stay inspired in all areas of life. As you listen, feel free to tweet at me, at Katie Dalebout, or use the hashtag Wellness Wonderland. I'd love to hear your aha moments. So grab your headphones and listen on the go, or cuddle up with a notebook as we dive in deep with authentic conversations right here in Wonderland. Hey guys, I just love recording these intros. I'm going to keep it brief and short and to the point because we've got a great episode today, but I love recording these intros because it's just you and me and I get to be super real and candid and just tell you guys how excited I am. So couple things before we get into today's episode, which I'm so excited about. We talk about everything from body image and association with fashion and all sorts of other things, but I'm not even going to get into it. I'm going to just let you hear me explain it in a second when we go over to the show, but really quick, a couple things. Today's episode is brought to you by audible.com, so if you want to support the show, if you like the show, that's a great way to do it is just click the link in the description box or in the show notes, which are over on my website, thewellnesswonderland.com. And go over there and you can get a free audiobook for completely free. And, you know, the only reason why I'm having Audible sponsor the show is because I'm obsessed with Audible. Seriously, you guys, like I have this massive library of books on my phone. As you guys know, I've said this a million times in, in podcasts, but the reason why I like podcasting is because I learn best. Auto, I'm an auditory learner, so you know, I don't really love, um, I love reading, but I prefer to listen to books. I like to walk around and do laundry while I read and drive while I read, and Audible is super cool for that. So get a free audiobook um, on me to support the pod, and yeah, that would be awesome. I'm going to start sharing a book recommendation each, uh, or an audiobook recommendation each show, but I'll start that next week because I have so many right now, we could spend the whole episode talking about what I'm reading. So anyways, that's that. And then the other super quick thing, guys, it'd be so awesome if everyone who listened would leave a review. Like, it would just make me so happy. It would be like my birthday or something with so many presents. And yeah, I, I just think it'd be real, really, really cool. So we're on episode 69 right now. I cannot even believe it. Um, and we have a couple reviews on, on iTunes and they're so awesome. So I, I used to read the the review of the month, or the, yeah, the month, the episode. And I'm going to get back to them. I'm going to read one today. So this one says, love this woman. These versatile podcasts cover a lot of ground, and they are a, an essential piece of my own personal wellness wonderland. I take away a resourceful tidbit of knowledge or insight every single episode. Definitely not to be missed. Oh, and that's from Celeste, who is one of my clients. Thank you, my friend. Um, and thank all of you who have left reviews. Seriously, so nice of you guys. The The reason why reviews are so cool um, is because it helps us rank higher in iTunes and even more people can come to the show, which would be so cool, right? It'd be so cool, so cool. Um, the more the merrier in my book. But, but yeah, you guys are awesome. Let's get right into the show. 
Welcome back, everyone. I am super thrilled for today's episode because we have two guests in Wonderland, the founders of my favorite site on the internet right now, Style Like You, which is changing the world and shifting perceptions of body and body images everywhere. And I just, I love them. So founded in 2009, mother and daughter team, Alisa and her daughter Lily are the founders of Style Like You, which is a multimedia platform that honors individuals with authentic personal style. Alisa and Lily are dedicated to combat fashion's top-down ideology that you need to be on trend in order to be in fashion and that you need to change yourself physically in order to be beautiful. They are reconstructing fashion by highlighting genuine individuals who, as a collective, embody a culture where people are honored for their differences and connected through personal, universal truths. With each post, they are extremely aspirational and inclusive, which I love, proving that fashion is both a symbol of consciousness and confidence. They are changing people's perception of the fashion industry, including by my own, by sharing with the world that true fashion can't be reduced to a trend, a price tag, or an airbrushed photograph. I love that. True fashion is the foundation for one's identity. So I am so excited they're here to get to know them and to just genuinely see that what exactly that they do with style like you and, and share that with, with all of you guys. So I'm honestly just so grateful that this site and this platform exists. I admire you both so much and your authenticity that you guys have shared on your site and your videos um, about your own personal journeys, and I can relate to both of you in different ways so much. So I'm really excited to dive into your stories. So thanks for being here. Thank you so much Thank for Thank you having for having us. us. Yeah, so let's go ahead and get started by zooming the lens back and hearing a bit about your journey to Style Like You and how it came to be this mission that you're doing. Well, um, it we get asked this a lot, and it's, it, it's yeah. obviously, and it's, it's, um, it's hard to, like, pinpoint the exact, but uh, it, it's basically... I was a fashion stylist and an editor for many different magazines. I was at Condé Nast in the late 80s and 90s. And um, I had felt in those days um, that I had found my tribe that I, you know, and, and I found myself through this tribe of, you know, very unique individuals. And over time, um, and to the point where Lily... Um, was about 15, 16 years old. I had slowly, you know, over this period of time, 20 plus years, felt, you know, seen this humongous change of, uh, in, in, in the industry that I was in, you know, where there just was no true editorial, there was no true representation of expression, individuality, and it, there was nothing authentic, unique. It was just everything. I just felt that the editorial pages were all bought by advertisers. Uh, I didn't feel fulfilled in what I was doing. I didn't feel inspired by the celebrities that I was styling. I, I you know, I, I was yearning sort of for these days when the celebrity, the model, the subject, the muse was, you, you know, just created trends and created uh, unique, a unique voice and, and change things rather than 
um, you know, it coming from, you know, money and, 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 and corporate, a corporate formulaic mentality. So I was extremely disillusioned with what I was doing uh, and literally leaving fashion shows crying, um, like hysterically sobbing. And all of the um, people that I had known from the 20 years previously were literally all in the front row, all now creative directors of magazines. And um, no one talked to each other. No one collaborated. No one was interested. Just a lot of fear. And I just, I just felt, you know, what, where's the art? Where, where, you know, where's the change? I mean, you, you rely on fashion, music, literature, film, you know, to, to create new thought and to, and to change things and, to, and, to, and for things to evolve through these mediums, through the visions of these people. And it, it just seemed like it was all squashed and, and, and put into, these, into a very stagnant box that, that, that was, you know, very uninspiring to me. And so I felt super lost and unhappy with what I was doing over this, you know, kind of this whole cycle. And then Lily, um, and, and, you know, there were times where, I'll let Lily speak now about her reasons, but there were times where I would look in her closet and, and say, keep your closet door open. It's, it's prettier open. You, you know, this is you in your closet. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then I'll let Lily take it from here because then she, you know, can talk about how she was more inspired coming with me on shoots and my friends and her friends and people that, we're behind the scenes, so go, ahead. so go ahead. Well, yeah, I mean, I, when I was growing up in, like, middle school and high school, I, like, obviously cared about style and how I looked and dressing, and I saw my mom, like, so creative with how she dressed every day, but at the same time, I was, like, reading the, mag- you know, mainstream fashion magazines and, like, seeing, you know, only one type of girl represented, basically, um, and one type of style, which was just, like, basically skinny white girls and... Um, skinny jeans and that was like what the trend was at the time and so I was really confused because I was I wanted to be as cool as my mom and like care about fashion and I wanted to like have that part of myself like you know have a strong sense of that part of myself but at the same time when I would try to I I would think that in order to do that I had to dress like these people I saw in the magazines which never worked for me because I was really curvy and tall from like a really young age Um, so I was always pretty like um, it, fashion kind of made me feel bad about myself because I would just try to fit this mold that wasn't um, ever going to work for me. Um, so that was like a frustration. And so I sort of was like, I thought then I kind of became a little bit anti-fashion because I like associated it with just feeling bad about myself and all this stuff. So I kind of wasn't into it and I thought it was superficial and stupid. And I was like, no, I don't, you know, I'm never going to work in fashion. Um, but then over time, like I would start, you know, I started to, as I started to get older and started to understand, like, the world a little bit more, I started to realize that there's a big difference between fashion in terms of what I was being portrayed in the media and in magazines and style um, in terms of, like, people in my life and in my mom's life that had style and the people that I looked up to and had, like, these girl crushes on. Like, I had girl crushes on them because not because they were wearing, like, exactly what they saw in the magazines, but because they were really strong in themselves and comfortable in, them skin and they, in their skin and their style was about their spirit and so much more than what they put on and was so deeply connected to their story and who they are and what they care about and all these other aspects of themselves, um, no matter what, how old they were, no matter what, you know, body type they had, no matter where they were from. 
they had a style that was true to themselves and I so as time went on I sort of started to understand that difference and realized that fashion industry and style are kind of two very different things and that maybe I was more interested in style than I was in what was going on in fashion and that I and and so we started the website um, kind of like randomly we don't really remember like exactly you know that moment where we were like let's do this thing but we did we just sort of organically both shared this fascination with people and people watching and like sitting on the street we would always like say that we could both sit on the street for like days together and like not do anything besides just like stare at people walking down the street um, and so we but, kind of, but it was about who they were we wanted to know it was more like to, wanting yeah. to know who they are rather than yeah. just yeah that's an that's an important part of it rather than just a photo which then again you know and and we 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 don't really know where that deciding moment came where we used a video camera that was one lucky moment but we don't we don't know why that happened yeah none of us had experience but, um, in video so we you know but we're really we're, we feel so grateful because there's such a huge difference in terms of seeing one's vulnerability and seeing what's behind a person you know in a video as opposed to just an image the image is great and everything but it doesn't it still again can be intimidating um, to see someone with great style and not really understand their vulnerability and their and their story and their you know and and, and how, how they came styles. to be who they are and how that's represented in their style which ultimately is what you know what makes it fa- what what makes fashion more accessible you know and not something that's uh, you know that people feel they can't do you know oh that's for that person you know to be creative and to and to be that comfortable in themselves that's not for me I think. I think, um, you know, that's a big, that's really important to us is that people understand, you know, I think that from the, the marketing machine has become so insidious and so pervasive and people are so brainwashed that they, um, you know, to just buy things and to want to, and, and to just consume, you know, to make a small amount of people wealthy, but ultimately it's making them unhappy. And it's really important to us to, you know, we woke up to that or we don't buy into that. And we have so much joy in, in, in our lives and in, in feeling free from that. And, and we, we just really would, you know, we want to just spread that, you know, and we yeah. want yeah. other people to feel that joy and not feel like scared of clothing, scared of fashion, think it can't be them. Or think and, they have to be skinnier or yeah. younger or richer or, you know. Yeah. And so the, at some, at somewhere along the line, we picked up the family Handycam and, and I was visiting Lily at, in college in L.A., and I was really just so torn. I remember the exact day that we went to shoot the first person that we decided to shoot, who was this adorable girl who worked with Lily at Mark by Mark Jacobs when she was working at college in L.A. and working at that store in Melrose. And, um, you know, very tomboyish, very out of the box, um, you know, very much herself, just to- totally one of those alluring, mesmerizing people because of how, how unique and, and comfortable and authentic she is. And, and warm and friendly and uh, unpretentious. And so we went to her house. We had no idea what we were doing. And I remember my agent is telling me I have a shoot here with Katie Holmes. And I'm like, I don't want to do that shoot. And like, I don't want to go back to New York and do this. And yet, yet it felt so strange to kind of start all the way at the bottom again, you know, just all the way at the bottom. Really weird feeling, you know, to be with this little rinky dink handy cam spending my day instead of making lots of money, you know, and, and being, you know, having achieved this sort of certain status and doing something that was supposedly very, um, you know, high level and, 
and and some you know and and you know with lots of high level labels attached to it to suddenly be like in some person's house like in you know in a suburb of LA with this handicam with Lily and to turn down you know something that's big time more or less or what people think is big time and um, right away like within 20 minutes we, we just knew that we were doing something that was just gold because she is so excited to be speaking to the video camera you know obviously it's going on the internet and she starts talking right away. She's pulling out all of her boxes of Nike sneakers. She has like this huge collection of Nike sneakers and how she wears it with the boy shorts and how that happened because she wasn't the prom girl and she, you know, she was African American and she wasn't the blonde with the ponytail and she didn't go to the prom and like, and then, and then the, 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 the icing on the cake was she starts talking about how she loves this part of her body. Um, and she's and she's putting her hand on her chest that's totally flat chested, and how she loves mm -hmm. that part of her body, and that was it. Like we just knew. Well, because at that time, my mom, my mom is also pretty flat chested, and she was wearing like padded. I'm very bras. flat chested. She was wearing padded bras and all that stuff, and then it was just like so empowering to her to hear this really cool person like love, you know, just love themselves. And, and I, I never, like, wore, I never wore a bra again, and. Um, and I knew that we just knew that this was something so special to, you know, have this super cool person. Yeah. Normally, if she was just in a photo, you would never know all this. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I think you said it all right there with how you saw this work impact yourself and the fact of you seeing someone else being inspired how much they loved themselves and their body quality that you had as well, and then you were able to love that in yourself. And that's what I found is the most powerful thing about the work you guys do, is because when you start this conversation with these people explaining parts of themselves that they love and that they can use as expression, it inspires other people who relate to them to then start to love themselves. And that's why I think it's important for you guys to which you do so beautifully have an entire spectrum of people with very different body types and that's also to be very honest one of the reasons why i think it works so well with the two of you since you have very different body types yourselves so um exactly i love that yeah yeah and, and that's exactly it and we we belabor the diversity like yeah, it's just yeah. Yeah, I remember in the early days when we were so crazy and we had no idea what we were doing. We were posting like five closets a week. It, that was when I was a little out of control and I didn't really understand the internet and everything as well as Lily did. And I thought that's what you do, you know, and we were, um, and just the one person to the next, to the next, to the next, had, you know, ex I, I was just demanding that they were extremely different. And, you know, we've done that all the way through and I'm really happy to hear that you get that because it's yeah. that's really yeah. important to us. Yeah. Well, I think that's really important because, you know, like we said, if, if they were all similar even, it wouldn't really celebrate body diversity. And, like, thank God body diversity exists because if we all were blonde and skinny and tall, that would be such a boring world, you know? So, yeah. Um, so. And you would, yeah. And, and, it's, and it's, in the, it's in the struggle that you, that you find yourself, you know? It's like... Yes. Yeah, it's in that struggle and that's, you know, it's okay to have that. You know, it's, it's, it, it's, a, you know, finding yourself is a process. And, 
you know, that that's the point of the people that we choose is that they're willing to be in that struggle and to be open about it and to be in the process. Yeah, they're not always perfectly. I mean, yeah, some love certain things about their like people love their bodies, but some people are just working to loving their bodies. Yeah. But that's yeah. just like that openness and not frozen, frozen in a facade, mm-hmm. frozen yeah. in a I almost find that more inspiring, actually, to see the people who, you know, don't don't love themselves fully and don't feel expressed in their body fully and have areas that they don't like or their age. I know, um, you know, I, I just watched the one with, um, I, I I don't even know which one it was. They were, they all, but really yeah. all of them have have an aspect where there's some part of themselves that they haven't really fallen in love with yet. And I think that that is what I find most inspiring because it shows that, you know, this is always a dance and it's always going to be a dance. You know, for me, my story, my the way I came to this, this work and, and sharing my journey is completely from feeling that contrast of extreme body hate and shifting it because I think you can't you can't really be in the one place and and teach and do this work when you haven't felt the opposite and I think you know that was kind of the story of of each of you and a lot of the people you talk to and it's great to see that that it's never completely healed we're always gonna fall into those old patterns and and I really love that you're you're showing that we can all connect on that fact because of the way our society is and it's so that is how we connect like the, the vulnerability is how we connect, which is why I was crawling on my hands and knees out of the fashion tents with everyone, no one talking to each other. You know, yeah. it's yeah. like, it's like, what is the point of that? You know, I mean, why are we here? You know, like exactly. we're here exactly. for the, for this exact reason, you know, to, to connect to each other. That is the essential reason in my opinion as to why we're here. So um, if you have something to express, it's it's important to express it. Yeah, yeah I, love that. I love that. And everybody does. Yeah. So speaking about that, you know, with people and, and what they have to express and keeping the diversity in the in the episodes and the people that you feature, do you think that geographic locations and cities are um, important in personal style? And have you found um, it more about the person regardless of where they are or can they kind of interact with their culture and environment I know you know we were talking a little bit about this before the call and and you may be coming to Detroit my city to to explore the um, humans we have here but I'd love your opinion on that and environment and how it affects people I think it definitely plays a really big effect and it, it we we we're extremely eager to take this beyond, you know, I mean, we have taken it beyond New York City, but of course it's mainly New York City just because we're here. Right. We've taken it beyond New York as much as we, as we can up to this point, but it is our, it is our, our, our aim and, and, and dream to have, have it totally outside of New York City and to go all over the world with it and all over the you know, United States and all over the world with it. And I think, I think it does make a big difference. Um, I mean, I think it's both. I think that there's, I think ultimately through all of the storytelling, what's so fascinating is that there are very extreme differences and at the same time, very extreme similarities, no matter how A to Z it is, um, which I think is, you know, that just, just almost like a miraculous thing about human beings, you know, that 
when it gets uh, when you get underneath the skin and you know to the heartbeat of things uh the similarities are just you know phenomenal they're 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 it's just major the similarities so yeah. it's fascinating to sort of um, I think at the same time, it's also, you know, the outside part is, and the differences that come from that is also very interesting. Um, yeah, and I think that people in different cities, like you definitely can see like certain themes and certain, you know, like people dress to their environment a little bit, but I think that you can still sense like within the different environments and the different regions and the different cultures of the different places, you can still sense who it has, who it has that freedom in themselves, like who who makes your head turn when they walk down the street, who has that spirit. Um, I think that's like universal and doesn't matter where you are. And you can see it in people everywhere. Um, who, I think who has be, who is conscious, who's conscious when they're getting dressed and who's yeah. like, who's just kind of buying into this ideal that, de- that it doesn't actually, you know, work for them or isn't actually relevant to them. Um, I, I mean, I think, I think that, in answer to your question, I think on the one hand, like Lily said, the stories are all universal. It depends on like what they were pushing against that or, you know, what were the things around them that, you know, that created them to be, you know, so strong in who they are, whether it was positive or negative forces. And that's universal and really fascinating. But then there's like the little details of style that have a lot to do with where they're from that I think is important and 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 just as interesting, you know, yeah, just yeah. In, in a totally different way. Like, you know, you know, I, I'm just thinking about someone like Ilva, who is this um, Swedish hip hop dancer who is in part of you know underground Paris right now, and you know, like her style. I mean, just. It's so incredibly inspiring to go to a different place and, 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 you know, and, and it is extremely different and it is extremely inspiring just the, just how they're culture. putting things together and like, you and know, how the culture affects them. Yeah. And how the culture affects them. So it both, I think it's both, you know, it matters and then it doesn't. Yeah. I think that's I think really that's interesting. Good. And I, I liked what you said there, Lily, about those people who, turned heads, right? Those people who you can see that they're getting dressed as an artistic expression, right? They're every day it's an opportunity to express themselves art artistically and it's an act of art. And I think you can tell that when that's how a person carries themselves in the world. And I I think another big thing, and you guys have addressed this in, in your work as well, um, is the fact of being authentic when you're getting dressed. And, um, you know, my blog is the place for radical authenticity. That's my main theme here. And so I would love if you could talk a little bit about why just being real and being authentic and to a point where you're comfortable in what you're wearing is so important when you're getting dressed. And maybe even some tips you could have for people trying to shift out of the ideal and be more authentic when they are getting dressed to to make themselves comfortable in the world and be one of those change makers and artistic expressions of style. Um, well, I think, I mean, I think being authentic, you know, that just as, I mean, I think it's everything to be authentic to yourself in terms of your style, honestly. Like, I think it's... And it's also like, we kind of see it as like the, we see like, being authentic in how you dress and being conscious of yourself in that way as like crucial to like everything else in a way. Like it's kind of like 
we see it as sort of like a window or um, right. That, which like is why we chose style to, to yeah, deliver like this we, message. You know, we're not actually, I mean, in a lot of your videos, we barely even talk about what people are wearing because it's, we just really see the style as like a window into talking to an authentic person. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that... I mean, it, they could have a towel wrapped around them, honestly. Like, it's 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 not, it's not, it, it could be, or, you know, they could be in a white button-down shirt or they could be in a white t-shirt or that, you know, it, it's not... You can, it doesn't have to be crazy. No, it, it's just, it's more that you can tell the authenticity. And I think that why that's important, it's important because every, even, even our thoughts are not even, but our thoughts have energy and our thoughts have a reaction. So if, if, you know, if our thoughts have energy and a reaction, what are your thoughts about who you are and what you're putting on? So that has a reaction. So it makes a really big difference in terms of how the world will respond to you depending on your thoughts. And the clothing is a reflection of your thoughts. It's a, re it's a reflection of your entire story. It's a reflection of your history. It's, a, it, it's all, it says something about everything about who you are. Whether you're thinking about it or not thinking about it, you're thinking about it. Yeah. Because yeah. you gotta get dressed. Yeah, it, it's a part of life, and I think that you can tell, or I can tell, and I know you guys can too, when you you can sense a mile away when someone is uncomfortable in what they're wearing, right? When they, you know, can't really walk in their shoes, or they just feel off with what they're wearing. And, and Lily, I know you you spoke about this in one of your videos, that you bought something that, you know, your friends, like, thought looked awesome on you, but you just didn't feel comfortable in it, and you know, exchanged it for something that you felt awesome in. And I think that that is such a great lesson for people to, to hear that even if, you know, maybe someone tells you to look great in it or you you want to look great in it, but you just don't feel amazing in it, like people can sense that thought in you. And so then you won't look amazing in yeah, it, which I is interesting. Like, yeah, I think that it's a couple of things, like in terms of how you can be authentic, like tips or whatever. Like, I think it's really about like, first, like, are you comfortable in what you're wearing? But like, Second, like, are you are, is what you're wearing, like, are when you're asking yourself, are you comfortable, is that coming from a place of, like, how you actually genuinely feel or how you're worried or how you think other people are going to um, react? Like, I think that that's a big thing. So is it for yourself? Is it for is yourself? Yes. Is it for someone else? Um, so I think that there's, That's like a good two, question yeah. to ask. Mm -hmm. So there's two questions. Like, am I comfortable... Yes, but am I comfortable because I'm trying to because I'm worried about what other people think, or is am I comfortable because it's actually like is genuine to me and I feel good in this? And I think that those are like two important questions to ask when you're getting dressed because a lot of the time you can maybe feel comfortable, but that's only because you're like trying to fit some, or you think you feel comfortable. But that's just because you're worried what other people are going to think, so you're wearing something like yeah, just to fit that. But it's like it's like doing a painting, and and doing the painting because. You, you, oh, what people are going to think about it, or doing the, or writing a song, or, or doing it because this is something that's coming from your gut. You know, it's exactly, it's exactly the same thing. The, that song or that painting that touches, or film or that touches everyone, is the one that comes from the gut, not the one that comes from the head. Yeah. That's so so it, true. It, it, it's really exactly the same thing. It's like. It, you know, it, it, this might sound cliche or corny or like hard to do, but or maybe we're not giving an easy enough answer for people. But I really do think it comes down to very much your emotions and your and your psyche. And I know for myself, when I'm being the most true to myself, when I'm when I'm the most centered, I 
and clear, you know, and grounded, feet planted. I get dressed in two seconds and I feel really great about it. And, you know, I'm just going to have that kind of a day. And when I'm completely out of my mind and, um, you know, let myself fall into like victimhood or, you know, self-pity or workaholism or whatever it is that's like not a good thing to be, um, you know, then I'm like a mess with like everything, including like getting dressed in the morning and like some, it can take me two minutes and it can take me an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And also, um, yeah, I mean, I think that another thing is just like feel, I think like a big first step in terms of like being able to dress like as true to yourself as possible is like feeling comfortable in your body and in your skin and doing whatever you need to do, which is totally personal to like feel good about you know feel healthy in your body I think that makes a huge difference in how you walk and how you feel in the world so it's not about being like making yourself like perfectly physically fit or anything I don't believe in that but I think it's about like you do a consciousness of like what you're putting in your body and how you're treating your body can have a big impact on how you feel in your clothes and I also think it's very important to ask the question which I you know I think is the really big question right now is not only are you doing this for yourself which we mentioned but like um, you know, how bought in are, are you to what you're looking at, you know, to, to the influences of media? Um, cause when you really start to open your eyes to it all, it's, it's the, it's a bad message. You know, I mean, everything from, you know, every girl looks the same. Every girl has straight hair. Every girl has the same body type. Every, you know, anchors, TV anchors, every image, every billboard, every magazine. It's just, it all comes down to a very narrow, um, a narrow image of a, of a person. And, also, and, and then the clothing is really just all about selling. You know, they want you to buy that clothing. And I think it's really important right now for people to take a step back from that. And how much they're buying into that. Because in the end, um, you know, the it bag and the, you know, the new shoe and the, you know, it's, it's, it's got, that, that is not going to give you good style. Yeah. And it's all fleeting. Um, you know, exactly. I mean, it, 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 it can, it, you know, I'm not saying don't invest in something amazing or don't buy beautiful things, but um, is is this really speaking to you or is this something that that you're doing because you think you're supposed to do it? Yeah. Yeah. So and that's, that was, a, that's a big one. Yeah, that, that's huge. All of those were really, really awesome. So, you know, I guess I'll, I'll skip ahead to this because this is one of the, the big last questions I wanted to ask you guys, but you, you sort of touched on it there, Alisa, when you were talking about um, how it's very specific, everyone being the same in these photos and these news anchors and, and these people and the way society has celebrated one very specific body type straight-haired person. And so I would love, you know, I think the work you're doing is, is shifting that. And so I would love to know what your dream is for women and their image of their body and not even just women, people in general and what do you think it will take to shift that? Or do you think that ever will shift? I think it's shifting now. I think, I think it's become so dark and so 
bland and average and homogenous and coming from such a dark place because it's not it's coming from from relying on people hating themselves and you know so that people can make money off of that um i think when things are really extremely at an extreme like this it's it's at that point that they start to change because deep in d- deep down inside people don't want to be depressed yeah, yeah. people, people want to be happy so they want to feel good so if you show them something else, they're going to go to that. Yeah, and I mean, I think like, I think it's kind of simple. Yeah, and the they're internet. Fed up. Yeah, they're fed up. They're and fed also, up, and also like thank God, like that the internet exists and that all these new like revolutionary, diverse voices can be emerging and can kind of like take over and take eyeballs away from some of these other entities that have in the past been extremely disempowering and created a lot of these problems, like all the, a lot of the big major fashion magazines and I think that um that's huge so the more that the voices that you know like ours and like bloggers and just different people that kind of represent different ideals of beauty like you yeah like you like the more that people can survive and exist and continue to like celebrate alternatives the more and the the less power that these other um media entities have then the shift will occur. And I mean, we, we see a huge shift. I we mean, can see the shift. Yeah. In the last five years since starting style like you in terms of not only like people understanding what we're doing and what we're trying to do, but also in terms of like other brands and publications that are like kind of jumping on the bandwagon of like this message and, and, and putting different diverse characters in their ad campaigns. And, um, just a lot of things like that, that are, show, that are definite like signs of things changing. Like we kind of joke, we have like an inside joke here. Like my mom's always like, what are the modeling agencies like thinking right now? Because there are so many ads right now that are featuring real people and people. And we get, we get tons of calls we're doing, for that. Yeah, a lot I mean, of casting. We act, yeah. And we do a lot of castings, but you know, like it's really, I think it's changing actually pretty rapidly. And I think that the, a lot of the traditional entities are going to be kind of scrambling to figure out how they're going to survive. Yeah. Um, that's, but that's it's interesting. Yeah, that's awesome. That's I think the walls are coming down. I, I do. I think that I think it's crumbling down as we speak. That's awesome. Do you think that um, you know some of your old contacts from your fashion days are there people still stuck in that old model that don't want the change? Are there people resisting yeah. that? Resisting, totally resisting, hanging on for dear life. They've been hanging on for years, but it's you know there there's no there's no hanging on because yeah. there's to hang on to like it's <laughs> it's unsubstantial and they've sold out you know and and you know I'm just I'm just like an I'm an optimist and I I don't know what whether it's that I'm a mother I don't know what it is but or it's just my nature and or a combination of it all but I you know I think things go in cycles and and that ultimately we you know we, we we're all in a state of evolution even though it might seem really dark um, you know, I think that it needs to be that at times t- for a big pull, push forward. Yeah, like these are primitive times, and we'll look back on this as like, yeah. wow, things were so effed yeah. up back one then. Like, back, yeah, one step back, two steps forward. Yeah. So, what would be your like ideal of like something to say? Like, okay, things have changed. Like, we've. Now, things have shifted. Like, what would that look like? Yeah, like, what would be some telltale signs? 
We actually just did this exercise with ourselves the other day. We, we had these questions to ourselves. Um, we did. For the first time, we said, like, what would the world look like if, oh, if what I'm we so did? So excited to hear what you guys said. I mean, we had written, okay, we actually, like, made a list. I, I can read it. <laughs> we said we said that, well, first of all, that there would be, like, um, a no non- retouching. Or, like, no retouching. No, yeah, no more retouching in, like, magazines and ads. Um, the covers of the, the covers magazines of would be, you know, like as diverse a style like you, that, that, that it would be, that people would be chosen to be on those covers because they really are truly people to be celebrated and not just because they're famous for no reason. Yeah. Famous for no reason. Um, or even if they are famous for a reason that there's the acknowledgement that there's a world of very interesting people out there beyond the same three people because people are so desperate just to, you know, make money off of everything so quickly. Um, um, what else? What else? We said that we said that people would compliment each other. <laughs> oh, the streets would be more colorful. Yeah. That's well, a great well, one. I think that compliments are so helpful. You know, to yeah. to love yourself and embrace yourself. And you know, I I would like hide my curly hair for years and like straighten it. And and then when people would compliment it, I would be so surprised. But it helped me. You know, as embarrassing as that is to say, like sometimes people need that affirmation so uh, this list is so good sorry go on <laughs> oh it's good so people would compliment each other more i, I mean this is the, a couple of them are a little bit like vague and not as tangible but like yeah. you said people are more conscious of why they're per- what they're purchasing and why they're purchasing it um people magazines would stop perpetuating pointing out people's deficiencies yeah so like no more like ma- no more tabloids and magazines being like look at who has the worst beach body and like yeah. stuff like that um and i think generally people would I mean, this is, again, not that tangible, but people would not, like, judge each other about based on how they look as much. Um, Style's not a facade, you know, for, like, for snobby high society that it's, you know, it, it, it goes back to being something that's... Yeah, or, like, style, um, not a facade, but, like, that fashion and style are not associated yeah. with, like, some sort of, like, high Clubby. society, like, rich life. Yeah. 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 Um, back to sort of, like, the body, you know, that style is something that pops up out of nowhere from like these very unique people that have you know they're not necessarily you know in in, part of any sort of um social climb you know it's not a social climbing thing yes um i mean we said that there'd be more support for artists and creative people just generally but i mean these are very intangible things the most tangibles are like and no more photoshopping and magazines like somebody else on the cover of vogue besides the same five people Well, many other people on the cover of yeah not token, token age, token African-American, token, you know, the same one over and over again, like Meryl Streep, like for, like, for the, older the age women. issue for like right. 10 years. Right. Um, yeah, that's it. So I guess, I mean, there's like more, we could go on and on. No, those are great. Um, so those are great. People, people, people. Uh-oh. I, 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 a big one for me would be that. A big one for me would be that art, art is becomes you know it the art before money, not money before art. Mm, yeah, that's beautiful. yeah, that's beautiful. That whole world that you describe, I'm I'm so excited to live in it, and I'm so excited <laughs> that you guys exist, and it's going to be happening sooner because of you guys. So thank, thank you. you, thank you, so thank much. you. Um, 
So I want to touch on, Elisa, you talk about tomboy style and embracing your body. And Lily, you talk about feeling comfortable in your shape and letting go of dieting and accepting your natural shape of your body. Could you each kind of touch on real quick the um, process that that was for you and and share on that a little bit? Sure. Um, Well, yeah, I mean, when I was in high school and – yeah, high school, basically, I was, like, very, as I said earlier, like, I was obsessed with trying to look good in skinny jeans and all these things, mm-hmm. ideals of magazines that I was being shown, um, and so to do that, I felt like I had to lose weight all the time, because I would not fit into the skinny jeans that I wanted to wear, so I would diet excessively, um, and I'd kind of yo-yo, my weight would yo-yo, for, like, about seven years, it yo-yoed between, like, a 20-pound um difference and when I would diet I would probably eat like six or seven hundred calories a day it was like pretty ridiculous and exercise like two hours a day um and even so like I was still like a curvy girl like I, I mean I would lose like 15-20 pounds but I would never be like super skinny but at that time I would lose my period whenever I did that so it sort of was like my mental signal like once I got a little bit more conscious that like this is not what's supposed to be like yeah, very physical. Just, yeah, me talking, yeah a yeah. physical symbol um, that this is not what is supposed to, my body, my body is not meant to be this way and I'm not meant to eat this way and I am meant to be curvy and I have to get, get real with it. But I mean, what really inspired me was starting style like you and everybody that we interviewed, you know, of different body types, different styles, like showed me that I didn't just have to listen to, you know, be the girl in skinny jeans. Like I could wear dresses and I could wear skirts and I could wear things that I was not really exposed to. Like I literally was only exposed to like, denim, like jeans and like t-shirts from, it, from growing up. So I just... So I, I was, my mind was really opened and I started to find what felt comfortable on me. Um, and that just really helped. That was like a big first step in the journey. And then I sort of get, and since then I've really let go of, um, the, of the dieting and just like, you know, finding my style and knowing that I could dress a certain way that I liked, um, helped me kind of like let go of that that self that I wanted to be like earlier on because I hadn't been shown like a style, like a person to look up to with my body type and, and there, and I hadn't seen style represented for my body type. So once I kind of realized that I could have style still and be myself, like that was a big step. And then, um, since then, you know, it's still like a, it's still a struggle. And like, you know, there's still moments where I'm like, you know, I still envy the, my 20 pound light, like lighter self. But for the most part, I know that this is where I'm meant to be. And, and yeah, it's just been really liberating to well, find. Well, you you envy it by looking at, just looking at it, but you don't envy what what your life would be like if you were yeah, yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? You know, you it went into that. that. Yeah, yeah, they. It, it, she she doesn't envy the the life around that. Yeah, and I know yeah. that it's made me like I know that being curvy and being in this body is like what's made me, you know, who I am. So I'm more I'm more accepting of that. Uh, yeah, I I think a takeaway, you know, for people listening right now is to find a mentor, a inspiration icon, style icon for you that is someone who has either a, a same or similar body shape as you do and be able to look to them because it's so easy to look to other people who maybe have really awesome style and are really rocking it and really authentic in their lives, but they just have a completely different body shape than you. So it's easy to try to fit into them as a mold, but it's important to find inspiration for people, like you said, Lily, that um, 
that you could look up to to know that that you're okay in in the body that you are. And then also, you know, the other thing I want to pick up on there, which I really, when I watched the video about this, like, I was like in buckets of tears because I just, it was so transformative to me because I really find that, you know, when you look at someone in, in a very thin body or, you know, a body that is maybe not the, the shape that they physically should be in for their for their frame and you never really know what goes into that you know or someone who's very very extremely fit and has amazing muscle um or what some would say is amazing muscle definition or something like that you never know what goes into that that could be a very very sick person suffering from an eating disorder or just disordered eating patterns or disordered exercise patterns, which it sounds like, you know, your body was revolting against and, you know, you had and I've been there at times in my life and, you know, struggled with that myself. So I think it's really vulnerable to to say that like, yeah, I, I could be a lot thinner than I am now and I was and I was there and it didn't get me anything and I I lost my period and I did and I you know, my hair was falling out and I was, you know, running like crazy trying to figure out what I could eat and what I couldn't eat and trying to keep it in a very, very controlled way of living. And you have to just decide, like, is that worth it? Or do you want to live in this world? And that's why this message is so powerful. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. What about you, Mom? So Tomboy? Yeah, I want to hear about that and the spectrum. Well, let's see. I um you know, oh god, I don't I I mean, I'm basically as I said, it was a, you know, a really it was definitely a moment the first I like you video that we did with, you know, the note with throwing off the bra. Um and I I I remember um, suffering much more with this when I was a lot younger, um, you know, with being flat chested and having sort of a boyish body, I guess. Um, it was really, it really bothered me a, a lot in high school. Um, but I'm so far away from that now that, um, you know, I, I, I want to give you a good answer on this, but I... Oh, you're pretty comfortable. Yeah, I... Yeah, at this point... Yeah. At this point, I am... I am... I am comfortable... I am comfortable being this... Um, okay, I, I am comfortable in the physical sense of being, you know, very out of the norm and, and eccentric. I've become much more eccentric as I've gotten older. Um, I plan to become even more eccentric <laughs> and I, I really look up to people that are older than me or that have lived that have become much more eccentric and have become very free as they've gotten older. And, and, um, so I, you know, and, and I have become more comfortable. I would say that, um, it, it's, it's, my the issues for me that are hard, you know so so as far as like body and being comfortable with being tomboyish being masculine ish I love it and I and I I want to even become you know I I want to flaunt it even more like I'm you know I'm always thinking about you know how you know what I'm going to be into now to even you know to flaunt it more and I 
I, I have become um, very liberated through style like you and just through style like you and just through my instincts um, of what's happening right now in the fashion world and how uninspired I am by new clothing and the lack of great new designers and the lack of the de designers that I admire being able to really continue to make clothing in the artful way that I would like to. I, I feel very comfortable and, and freer than ever in, in just um, having a uniform. I, I don't, I feel, you know, much less anxious about new thing. you know, what's, I, I don't look at all about what's happening. I couldn't care less. And I, you know, it's just very much about just what I feel like, what I want. I have no idea what anyone is wearing or what is on a runway or what is in a magazine. I don't have an, I don't even look and I don't care. And so I guess that, you know, feels on the one hand, it's kind of freeing and amazing. On another hand, I, it's kind of sad because I, I do really love fashion. I do really love clothes and I look forward to a time when this all sort of reinvents and I think it is going to reinvent um, where I can feel inspired again. And the only things that I want to buy right now aren't just things that were made at least five years ago or, or a hundred years ago. Um, I don't know if I'm answering the question. No, that was beautiful. And I, I think know. I'm excited for it to inspire you again too. And I think we're headed in the right direction. Um, is that okay? All right. I, um, yeah, no, that was perfect. I, I mean, I think it's, ex I, I'm excited. I, I will say that, you know, maybe this is even a little more helpful. I'm excited for the challenge of accepting, of, of, of aging gracefully, mm -hmm. of, of, yeah. of, of um, being fine with myself exactly as it is, at, you know, in, at my age and as I continue to age. And finding the beauty in that and finding, um, you know, the same, you know, like even a, a, a love for myself, a, even a, a greater love for myself as time goes on and a greater liberation in myself as time goes on with my body exactly as it is as I am aging. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. I'd say that's my, you know, that for me is a bigger the challenge. Right yeah, the bigger challenge. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So now I want to wrap up with um, getting really personal with you two, the, the two people behind the brand, and ask some of my um, signature questions. So the, um, the first thing I want to know is what does your morning routines look like for each of you? Can you share maybe the first three things you do when you wake up in the morning and how that affects um, how the rest of your day goes? And so on a good day, I get iced coffee. I go to either yoga or to um, on a run. And then maybe I like clean my room as I'm getting dressed. <laughs> On a bad day, I oversleep and just get iced coffee and start working, which is like never a good way for me to start the day. Try to avoid that. <laughs> okay, and I um, meditate, um, drink hot water with lemon, um, take the dogs out for a walk, get a... That's already three. Sorry, I'm going to do four. No, that's <laughs> good. Take, take, take the dogs out for a walk and get this amazing um, 
what's it called? It's like the, uh, oh, God, I can't remember. It's some kind of like this amazing tea. It has no caffeine, but it with steam milk. And it's like some kind of Japanese amazing. Is it's no, uh, it's some kind of like I'm I'm spacing on it right now, but it's it's really good. It's like this really rich and kind of almost like it's almost like hot chocolate, but it's like tea with steam milk. And then I go to the gym. Nice. And I do all of my social media ing at the gym. <laughs> the gym has become, um, you know, where like Instagram, like catch up, Facebook news. Instagram, do the Instagram, the first Instagrams for style like you, plan them the night before, do them at the gym. I love that. I do my Instagrams in the early morning as well, right after my meditation. Maybe there's something to that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So how about at the end of your day as entrepreneurs, um, I wanted to know what it's like to work as a mother-daughter team. And especially, you know, I wanted to ask you guys about your evening routines, maybe the last few things you do winding down and how you guys switch out of, you know, business partner mode and back into being family and mother-daughter. Um, well, like a lot of the time we, I, I, we, we work out of my mom's apartment, um, which is a few blocks away from my apartment. So a lot of the times I'll stay for dinner um, after we finish working, which we, we I mean, we're pretty – Honestly, we're like pretty imbalanced. I think with like the turning off aspect of what we do, right? I mean, you're you're working on it. We've learned we're to turn off on the weekends. Yeah, this, the weekends this summer. We're better, we're better. This summer for the first time in we five years. We don't really turn off. Like honestly, like at dinner with my when my, when I stay for dinner with my parents, it's usually like my my chance to like ask my dad, who like helps us with certain like business things, ask him a bunch of questions like while we're eating, like. It kind of doesn't stop, and I the, think the weekdays are pretty much a twelve-hour <laughs> ongoing thing, and and it's pretty bad. Not not yeah, it's that, that that that's not so. But you know, at the same time, we we sort of love. I mean, not sort of. We love what we're doing, obviously, and and it, it obviously takes a lot of work to do what we're doing, and 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 we're a small group. Um, so that you know, essentially, it, it isn't like we don't really turn off that well. At the very very tippy end of the day. Um, close to midnight, um, I get in the bathtub and I breathe mm-hmm. and then I read. It really helps me a lot to, I will not read anything related to anything that I'm doing or anything, you know, related to anything. It, I, I, I have to get into something that's, um, you know, very, very much an escape right now. I am obsessed with, um, Damien Eccles, who was the oh, West. Yeah, Memphis- you guys on, post that on yeah. Instagram. Westman, he was in prison for 18 years for something that he didn't do. So I'm, I'm, you know, it's related in that he's, you know, done something really hard, you know, and he became a Buddhist to get through it. And he, you know, he's someone that really has persevered through a lot to get to where he is. So something like that, really, I'm always, I always gravitate to stories like that because this is very hard and it's given, it's, it's been all of our lives and we've, sacrificed a tremendous amount so diving into someone else who's done something really hard um and that's very inspiring that's what i do at the end of the day i I can't wait i can't wait yeah but i mean mother daughter we mother daughter we i mean we kind of are always like jumping back and forth between between the two mother daughter and business partners like one minute will i mean one one minute during the day we'll be like having a serious meeting and then i'll be like you know talking to her like a baby about like some boy problem or something like that you know like it it can it kind of is always bouncing back it doesn't like switch off at night to be back to mom and daughter but it 
Um, it's kind of always bouncing between the two. Although at nighttime, sometimes you get more mo- mother motherly with me. Like she'll send me a text, like you know, right before I go to bed. That's just like some sort of motherly thing. That's like you're just so amazing, and I'm so proud of you. And yeah. Da, 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 da. But she might not do like so much during the day while we're like hustling. Yeah. Like, she'll do. She'll like have this reflective moment after her bath or something. Yeah. Where she'll then like text me this like long sweet thing or you know like it's gonna be okay or you know yeah. stuff like that. Encouragement. Encouragement. Yeah. 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 So there's both. I mean, the lines are blurry and it does get a little complicated. And I think there's been times where we're off center with it more than others, depending on where each of us is in our lives, especially me. Um, so I, you know, all along I've had to work very hard to stay extremely centered uh, or, uh, you know, I'm a center, center and balance is not my middle name. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm a very manic, like extreme person. I have to work very hard to be centered, but working with Lily has kind of for, forces that in me because I have to, she's very honest and is a mirror to me, just like your kids are. They're just mirrors. So it really bounces back and reflects to me always, you know, so your, your kids do. So it's, it, the relationship has forced me to be, um, very honest with myself. And I think on her side, I'll speak for her. I think that uh, if, it's, if she can change, she can, she can tell me I'm wrong. But I think being in the confines of this relationship on her part has created her, forced her to be more herself than if she was away from me. So in that way, you know, we're being together is, um, helped us to, you know, be our best selves. And I think that's been really true. Um, or it would never work. It wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't be working this long. Yeah. I think that's the true test of a good business relationship and a family relationship is that you can transition between the two with such grace and ease. Yeah, and look at and 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 look at this and be each other's mirrors, you know, being honest. Yeah. yeah I mean, when I, when when I started, I didn't think I wanted to I was stressed about working with her because I used to be really shy and really and she was always kind of like you know such a big personality so I was worried that working together I would just kind of like be overshadowed by her and the opposite thing has really happened um by being together I've actually like you know found myself and she's the boss yeah kind of boss my mom and overshadows me (laughs) and steps on my foot in meetings tells me to be quiet and you allow her to shine too I think that's cool yeah I think it's uh, like the biggest thrill the biggest thrill. I mean, I, I really feel right now, um, you know, we, we all find our comfortable places and it, it shifts around and it shifts all the time. You know, but I really feel like at this point and rightly so and properly so and appropriately so and happily so, I really feel like this is, if I had to make it, you know, if I had to weigh it on a scale at this point, I would say this is more Lily. No. Yeah. No, it's equal. You guys are so cute. cute. Yeah, I would say that it's her show. No. Yeah. She's anyway. taking it into the next place. Like that's the she is. She is. There's no doubt. She I started the whole thing and created this whole big creative mess and now she's taking it into the into the twenty first century and into a business and you know, it's her. Well, I think it's really cool to have the generational um, gap between you guys where, you know, Lily can have the mindset of, you know, where our generation is and where the Internet is. And you have the the past 
relationship exactly. with fashion that it it just makes that's what makes it so freaking awesome and i yeah. i love it yeah thank yeah. you thank you thank yeah. you so much. yeah of course so you guys ready to wrap with some quick fire questions sure okay, okay. just say the first thing that comes to your mind okay so favorite colors purple lavender favorite day of the week saturday <laughs> favorite hour of the day uh, 11 30 p.m <laughs> yeah 7 p.m favorite vegetable avocado yeah avocado. you yeah it's such a good one favorite fruit <laughs> nectarine uh, strawberry maybe no. strawberry what's the best um thing you've eaten in say the last week oh my brother is an amazing chef and he makes these delicious this delicious panzanella salad it's really amazing what's that what's in that it's like bread it's like this like chunky chopped big chunky vegetables with like bread and cheese that are all like it's all really chunky but there's no and chicken and there's no lettuce it's just like a non-lettuce chunky vegetable cheese and chicken in our family lewis (laughs) Lily's brother, they live together, cooks for her, and my husband cooks for me. Since we started this, we have no time to feed ourselves yeah, or like, do anything, they're and like they're the cooks. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That yeah. is super cool. Every business should have that for their entrepreneurs. Yeah. <laughs> um, favorite way to relax? Beach. Sun. Yeah, sun. Sun baths. Yeah. Russian baths, Sun. Um, okay, now I want to ask you guys some of the questions that you ask your subjects. So where do you feel most vulnerable in your bodies? Where do you feel most vulnerable? Uh, my thighs. Or I when, I guess. Oh, when, when. Yeah. In a bathing suit. <laughs> oh, most vulnerable in my body. Uh, in I'd say the same. You're I like guess. pretty chill about your body. Generally. No, I'm not. Bathing suit. <laughs> I'd say bathing suit. What does your style say about your personality? That I am warm and inviting. For me, um, a rebel, a romantic, um, Rebel, romantic, and a peasant. <laughs> I love that. When do you feel most beautiful? Oh, um, um, on the like when I'm taking good care, when I'm eating well, taking good care of myself. Like generally on the weekends when I've like taken a minute away from the screens and I'm just like breathing, exercising, eating well, outside. You? Yeah, on the beach. <laughs> nice, when you're relaxed. Yeah, on the beach. Mm-hmm. I'd say on the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the primary influences in your styles for each of you? Um, a primary influence. I mean, I guess, like, probably my mom is my primary influence, although we don't have the same style because of, like, we don't have the same exact items and we aren't drawn to this but like certain aesthetics and just a general attitude about style I would say comes from my mom yeah um god 
primary. I mean, I'd say definitely Patty Smith. Oh yeah, Patty Smith probably would be like if I had to say Edwardian men. Edwardian men, <laughs> Patty Smith. Um, you know, um, you're the so cool. The Rolling Stones. So cool. The, the Stones girls. Um, oops, sorry. Sorry. Oh, this one. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, tr- tr- tribes, tribes. Cool. Tribal culture, indigenous cultures by Def- Frida Kahlo. Yeah. How do you respond to "in your body is a good place to be"? Um, you know, Lily did "What's Underneath" today, and I'm doing it tomorrow. Oh, cool! So Should we'll we- see this. Should we make you wait and see what we say on that? Yeah, and we'll post it. Okay. We'll post it to the show notes of this. So for everyone listening, they asked that question to everyone on their What's Underneath webisodes, and each of them said that they just did it. So we'll post those episodes below. So to be continued on that question. Yeah. It's a hard one to answer quickly. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to hear your answers, though, for sure, especially since it's such a good question from you guys. So if you could have a um, superhero power for a day, which one would it be? Um, creating money trees. <laughs> no, but you want a superhero power. Oh, Is there yeah, a superhero? Make... <laughs> yeah, money to fly from the sky. That'd be great. Like, do you want it, like, if we had a superpower, what would we do? Yeah. Like, what's, like, anything? Fly if we had a superpower, what would we do? Oh, if like, I would you superpower? travel? Would your time travel fly? For a day, I could do whatever I wanted to do. Uh huh. Okay. I can't decide whether it's rip Anna Winter's sunglasses <laughs> off of her face. That's not a superpower. Oh, superpower. <laughs> Uh, I'm really bad at this question. That would that's like, cool though. I like that. I, to be a fly on a wall and in, in invisible. Yeah, to be invisible that'd be pretty cool. But that'd also be terrifying. No, my, if I was going to be a superpower, it'd have something to do with style like you and like being able to like you know create like create something you know super magical. Um. If I had a superpower, what would I do? There's like three options. It's like fly, time travel, be invisible. No, I wouldn't do something like that with a superpower. I would do something like that would change the world. I would do something that would change the world like in a day, quickly. Like peace. <laughs> peace on earth for the day. Just yeah, why not? I love that. I love yeah, that. Earth, peace, total peace on earth <laughs> for a day. For a day. That's an awesome answer. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. So do you guys have a favorite webisode of anything that you've created or are they kind of like your children and it's hard to pick or does one stick out for each of you? No, they're like our children. It's super hard to pick. We're madly in love with everyone that we've shot. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, we we truly are. Me too. (laughs) Thank you. Favorite movies? Um... I just, I just saw Obvious Child, and I was pretty obsessed with it. Annie Hall. Favorite book? Um, 
The Year of Magical Thinking. Favorite book. Favorite book. Anna Karenina. Favorite song. Um. Uh. Oh boy. Favorite song. Oh uh, yeah. That's um, really difficult. Like uh, a Rolling Stone, Bob Dylan. Yeah, you it's can a great just song. Yeah, well, there's so many though. I'm just saying it. I'm just saying that, but like, there's so many. Um, Sympathy to the Devil. I love that song. Is that like Wild Horses. I love that. Oh song. yeah, it's a good one too. Yeah. So, what are you guys most excited about in your life right now? What's What's next for you? Well, like on a per- on any level, personal. Social. Yeah, whatever is the thing that's like filling you up and making you most excited. Well, we're really excited. Um, well, the What's Underneath project for sure is just like really exciting to us, and we're we have big plans yeah. for taking it across the country, and you know, doing a big Kickstarter campaign to get more people involved. So we're really and to create user generated. Oh yeah, we're all but we're also excited because we're, we're working on turning one of our series into a TV show right now. It's Second Skin. It's called Second Skin, where two people with opposite style swap clothing for a day. Oh my God, that's gonna be so cool. Yeah, so we're hoping. I mean, it's, fingers crossed it's going well, but that's going to be on TV. So those two things are really exciting for us right now. Yeah, and you guys are going to come visit me in Detroit and see what's underneath here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. So, okay, so the last question. This has all been wonderful. Um, and so as you guys know, the name of this podcast and the name of my blog and my platform is The Wellness Wonderland. So when I offer that term to you, to live in a wellness wonderland, what comes up? What does that mean to you guys? Healthy food. Um, Healthy mental state. Liberated. Not looking at your phone too often. (laughs) Um, Being free in yourself to live your dreams and to face the fears and to face failure and, um, and to keep going and never give up and find your calling. And, And not compare yourself to others, but compare yourself to yourself. Mm, so good this has been amazing thank you guys so much for being here and sharing yourselves so authentically and playing along with my questions you guys are really awesome is there anything else that you guys want to share no that was awesome we only sound awesome because you're awesome yeah you ask good questions thank you so much Thanks for listening. You made it all the way to the end. I'll be back next week, but until then, let's stay inspired and keep this conversation going. So tweet at me at Katie Jailbow and our guest with your aha moments from this conversation and like the Wellness Wonderland on Facebook so we can all hang out there and discuss how inspired we are and how we'll apply it in our daily lives. And never miss another episode or post from me by signing up for email updates on thewellnesswonderland.com. See you back in Wonderland.